Hey folks, hello and uh, welcome to another episode of Conversations on India with Pandey and Vyas. So today we have a very interesting lineup for you guys. Uh, we're going to uh, have uh, Raj Shikhar on with us. Uh, we know that uh, he, he came, uh, you know, uh, about uh, five months ago and that episode uh, was one of our most popular episodes. So we're going to have uh, Raj Shikhar back on again. Uh, hey, hi, Sudesha. Hello. So let me. And uh, we're going to also have interesting topics for you guys, but we'll get into that first. Oh, shit. Hello. <laughs> Yo, hi. 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 <laughs> Where are you joining us from? A non-descript location. What is this? No, I came back. Oh, to my you room. came back to your room. I oh, really? That's nice. I prepared one topic. You are a multitasker, man. You've always been a multitasker. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure. People have started to join us. Uh, let's just uh, wait for Panda. Let me ping him one more time. Otherwise, we'll get started. And and I'd like to thank you for giving me this opportunity. Best, best. It's always a pleasure to. Ha ha, best, best, best. <coughs> uh, it's it's you are always welcome on, on the show. Hey, hi, Spandan. Okay. So uh, since we have a few people who have joined us, so uh, you know. Hi, yeah uh, let's let's get started with today's discussion so we are doing this uh, you know at 6 pm on fridays uh, like always so uh, rajshekar why don't we uh, start with uh, your topic uh, if, if that's okay uh, sure so i start uh, i just prepared about 33% horizontal re- uh, reservation in state engineering and medical mm-hmm. colleges uh, given by government in bihar mm-hmm. Uh, so, one of the major reasons for doing this was that we all know that female labor force participation mm-hmm. rate increasing uh, in India. So, as per World Bank data, uh, 32% uh, FLPR was there in 2005 mm-hmm. and it has fallen to 21% in 2019. So, the female participation in uh, labor force has uh, decreased a lot and while the situation is much grimmer in Bihar so as per what I saw uh, so in Bihar it's 6.4% in urban area so only 6.4% are women in labor force and while it nationally it is 20.4% so I think it's a laudable initiative and uh, every state government should try to bring more and more women into uh, female into labor force mm-hmm. and uh, so one example why it is a good move is that uh, so in uh, 2013 bihar gave 35% reservation in mm-hmm. police mm-hmm. to women so now uh, the average um, means 
what can i say 25% are women in uh, bihar mm-hmm. police force while nationally it is just 10% yeah so i think uh, this speaks the volume of the step which nitish kumar mm-hmm. has taken and i guess other states should also follow yeah 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 take? so so i i think this is a, a laudable step and uh, you know this is something which is based on real facts and the fact is that uh, you know uh, while 50% of our population are women but uh, you know their labor force participation rate is really low and their cultural factors are really, uh, you know uh, which are responsible uh, for this and uh, you know in the 21st century uh, where the highest paying jobs are actually knowledge work and not you know some kind of industrial job where you uh, require physical strength to do it uh, that is not the case uh, these days uh, these days the highest paying jobs are actually knowledge work and uh, you know both men and women are equally capable of of doing it so uh, you know there is no reason to have a lower labor force participation rate for uh, women than uh, you know what it is for men so so this is an excellent step and and you know one of the positive examples of reservation in india because this is going to help a lot uh, and 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 this is something which comes up again and again jab bhi hamare discussions hote hain wo ye hai ki actually uh, we have a strong feeling that uh, women are just better at 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 you know uh, performing a role or doing their job Uh, uh and and uh, you know it it is always uh, men who are getting into trouble so uh, i i really appreciate this step uh, this is an example of uh, positive uh, reservation and uh, you know uh, i would be glad if if more states were doing it especially uh, the states where you know female feticide rate is really high uh, those are the states where, where you know this needs to be targeted because this is communicating to the parent that uh, you know uh, ha- having a girl child uh, is is not an economic liability it is actually uh, you know an an economic asset so so that might actually reverse that uh, sad trend that is going on in india but i would like to bring in panda into this debate as well hi hi panda first uh, rashikar i have a question <coughs> that is this reservation above the existing limit or is it included in the limit no no it's uh... so it's horizontal okay. reservation so it's like whatever is, is the reservation for let's say sc it's uh, let's say it's 15% mm-hmm. so out of 30%. that 15% 33% will be re- uh, reserved also uh, you yeah. know bihar so, has been taking very bold and uh, i would say very actual needy steps in when when mm-hmm. it comes to women you know not only uh, the present government bihar had this idea of uh, you know uh, it it gave leave Uh, on the uh, since 1992 uh, you know that uh, period leave uh, so it had started mm-hmm. back in 1992 and no other state has yet done that, that you know so it just goes to show that that state even though it is shown in a bad line when it comes to you know uh, migrants and stuff like that but what it has been doing in the policies that it has been taking uh, for the women are you know uh, in a in a way broader or i would say even Uh, a very innovative and advanced stage is compared to other states you know odisha was just contemplating of bringing in a bill for uh, 33% reservation of women and you know bihar has already done it uh, setting up that example so i think so this is a step in right direction and uh, you know we'll keep discussing women are an intrinsic part the discussion they'll naturally mm. come along and then they they were the first state which gave 50% reservation in panchayati mm-hmm. raj so other states also followed the same 50% right mm. so 33% yeah, yeah. is mandated uh, they made it 50 
yeah exactly and i i think it is a positive step and and uh, we have already seen in the olympics that what our women are capable of i was actually hoping if if the you know our, our women's hockey team could have gotten a medal i i i was uh, you know uh, trying to uh, make a you know a petition ki hamare uh, sare politicians agar sare politicians nahi ho sakte to at least next prime minister should be a woman matlab uh, i i mean that is the least uh, we can uh, you know ask for in terms of political change so you know when uh, but uh, i have this fact when it comes to women in politics uh, they are very ill represented you know uh, compared uh, 15th lok sabha had the uh, has the highest number of women candidates you know mlas and only two parties uh, bjp in this session and aam aadmi party had you know 10% of their candidates as women so this is something mm-hmm. to be noted that you know from the ground level uh, when they start voting and campaigning the participation rate of women i don't know why it is uh, very low maybe it's due to uh, corruption in politics or criminalization of politics that keeps them at bay this is one thing right and now uh, since uh, rajshekhar has uh, already mentioned about 50% resolution in bihar the only thing that i fear you know is uh, the concept of panchayat pati you know uh, they should not be now controlled by the patis mm-hmm. and uh, they should now come forward in that and uh, stating of the hockey team you know uh haryana government has already announced that all the participants you know uh, will be awarded 50 lakhs on just the participants and you know I, i i saw the match it was four uh, it was they were leading by 3-2 and then unfortunately we lost but i think so that is what happened yesterday you know yesterday mm-hmm. turned around so it's just part of game but yeah they did their best and uh, I, i have a very important quote that i'll quote and this is this is something you know pegu might remember it's his status mm-hmm. from two years back you know i have been struggling with pegu so i'll just quote it towards the end just uh, motivation for our viewers right all right all right so uh, pegu uh, do you have any last thoughts on uh, this one before we move on to the next just that uh, more states should follow and uh, the thing is that it is a horizontal reservation so it won't cut into others uh, pocket so that is uh, more laudable and that will lead to overall up- upliftment of the sort mm-hmm. yeah but definitely would love to see other uh, you know states following as well and uh, what is suraj saying has the coach uh, women's hockey team coach stepped down is is that true i don't yeah, know. i mean that, that would be quite surprising if if, if that were true yeah yeah definitely there there are things going on in olympics you know manika batra has been served a show cause notice for not taking the help mm-hmm. of the official indian coach and uh, while her uh, request for her personal coach was denied and there there are things in politics that are still going on in sports so that is a of different course. topic anyways they are always there all right uh, so let's let's uh, close this first topic of uh, women's reservation in bihar and move on to the next one so panda do, do you want to uh, start right so basically this is a topic uh, this is related to international relations and it has uh, this this is something that has been going rounds uh, now what this is about is uh, india's unsc presidency <coughs> so uh, in unsc council there are 15 members out of that five are permanent the p5 members and there are 10 that are appointed for a two year ad hoc basis and then they get replaced so india is you know looking for that permanent seat now what happens is uh, out of these 15 members 5 plus 10 so these 10 are appointed for a two year term and they are allotted presidency for one month on the base uh, alphabetically you know so india is presently uh, the president for the month of august and now it will again be president fortunately 
for the month of December 2022, and its presidency will get over in that same month. You know, that will be the last month. So what uh, has happened that India has you know assumed the presidency for one month, that is for the month of August, and uh, it is set to organize three uh, key events, or I would say. Uh, you know, uh, lecture on three main events. Uh, the focus because as a president, you have the power to set agendas. So the three main agendas, apart from the agendas that are usually you know that are brought up uh, in front of the UNSC, the UNSC president can also set up separate agendas. So the three separate agendas that India has chosen, uh, uh, they are maritime security. The second one is peacekeeping forces, and the third is counterterrorism. You know, so this is basically the context of our topic and why we are discussing because uh, it is in this month. now uh, my questions for both of you are that you know how can india first first question is how can india utilize its position uh, you know this temporary ad hoc position of one month to uh, set an example before the world and the second is you know why the agenda of counter terrorism and not human rights because that that was equally available there was a debate going on uh, in setting the third agenda it should it be you know terrorism or should it be human rights so this is something that uh, i would like to have your views uh, both of you या सो आई कैन एक्चुअली स्टार्ट ऑन दिस और मैं दूसरे क्वेश्चन का आंसर पहले देना चाहूंगा इंटरनेशनल स्टेज एंड स्पेशली एट एन इम्पोर्टेंट प्लेस लाइक यूएनएससी एंड द रीजन इज की इफ यू स्टार्ट डिस्कसिंग ह्यूमन राइट द नंबर वन कल्परेट विच वुड बी कॉट फर्स्ट इज चाइना बिकॉज दे हैव द स्ट्रॉगेस्ट यू नो uh uh strongest uh, you know uh, attack on human rights going on with the uyghurs in 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 xinjiang province in china so so i i, I think uh, china's importance at the global stage is signified from the fact ki jo topics wo nahi chahte bring up ho wo topics nahi bring up hote to to uh, you know this is this is a quite a shift in in world affairs and and you know uh, this shift this shift is of the same magnitude as is uh, you know in shaker's look from from these nerd glasses and uh, <laughs> shaker do you have any thoughts on this so just that uh, uh, human rights question will also bring india india's uh, violations or let's say india's uh, adventure in jammu and kashmir so maybe that's why they are uh, looking the other way right you know right. i have this point you know summing up both your points that i think so mm-hmm. uh, the agenda uh, why it has not been brought up is because these three agendas basically are the ones where all the p5 members converge you know uh, having a presidency and you know under your presidency there is internal mm-hmm. conflict going on between all the members is something that india would not want you know to uh, it it mm-hmm. would want to uh, show cast itself as a future leader so that is uh, something according to and what about the uh, first question you know uh, Uh, regarding that uh, how can india utilize this to become a leader or showcase its ability to become a leader you know uh, it has specifically mentioned peacekeeping which is a very you know off beat topic but since india has contributed the largest ever since in the history and also has uh, sent a women contingent in the peacekeeping forces so how do you think that these three maritime security peacekeeping and counter terrorism will help enhance india's agenda towards a permanent seat in unsc or reforming the unsc as such because after trump it has you know gone on the back foot mhm so uh, you know my, my take uh, on 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 this issue is that uh, you know at 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 the international stage mm-hmm. uh, it it, it uh, th- these kind of topics uh, really don't make uh, much sense uh, you know topics like human rights because you know at the international stage there is very little leeway 
what are you going to say about human rights you can only say that human rights are good and everyone should have them while having no power to actually implement it so so what i think india should do is india should use as its, its position as a consensus builder because india is a country which is friends with both israel and palestine india is a country which can go and talk to us as well as china uh, you know we have these uh, multilateral relationship which which cut across boundaries uh, you know if two countries are fighting each other india is is, is often one of their mutual friends so so uh, with this unsc presidency one of the things that we should try to do is is actually you know drive through some topics on which we can you know build wide scale consensus instead of something which will divide the world uh, at 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 this time where the world is going through the pandemic so so that would be my whole take on it that that we should actually you know use what we are strong at and that is to build consensus among the world powers thank you your take on that and mary and maritime security will check the uh, uh, check china's uh, adventure in south china sea and will make sure that we have a indo pacific uh, which is based on democratic uh, shared values maritime security i think so this is a very fine line that you have discussed because uh, as a member of p5 china has contributed a lot towards maritime security uh, when it comes to tackling piracy and uh, in the south china sea but also uh, on the notorious end it has you know border conflicts with all the countries that are in south china sea so india has to very diplomatically sail through this uh, you know uh, it, it it cannot make a direct uh, attack on china because when it comes to bilateral issues india and china are not exactly on the same footing you know there is always a uh, difference between them but whenever it comes to multilateral issues uh, where india and china are not bilaterally involved china and india both have been a supporter of each other you know so that that mm-hmm. is uh, something uh, i think so that needs to be maintained this is an important point that you have brought out that you know maritime security the contribution of china's need to be noticed but also its misadventures need to be conveyed but in a sense that you know as a saab bhi mar jaye aur latvi na toot it doesn't aggravate yeah. it doesn't aggravate china right, right. so let's see what uh, india can do uh, in this uh, month long uh, this uh, you know there are issues of afghanistan and fortunately unfortunately again that india has uh, been made a member uh, a president this month you know had it been next month you know there would have been that withdrawal of us from the, uh, this afghanistan and taliban so that issue would have uh, clouded over all the unsc issues in hand so that is uh, one thing i see <coughs> anyways right so this is yeah uh, so uh, mm-hmm. uh, so i i think that is a good segue to to our third topic for the day and and uh, th- this is essentially uh, discussing india's options in in afghanistan so so this will take a little bit of setup but uh, you know uh, just bear with me on this so uh, i i mean uh, just stating the obvious first that us has pulled out of afghanistan uh, this this happened in the last 3 months and uh, you know th- they have left lock stock and barrel leaving the security of afghanistan to you know the meager uh, afghan uh, military forces and uh, what has happened is taliban has able to uh, you know occupy large swaths of land inside taliban in inside afghanistan and and uh, now what has happened is only the urban centers remain with the afghan government everything else has fallen to the taliban now uh, taliban has has a you know a, a, a long history and and there is not much point getting into it but but uh, you know there is this uh, fact that it was actually you know started by uh usa by, by funding the taliban uh, you know to, for, for them to fight against uh, what used to be ussr in those days uh, which was uh, communist russia and uh, you know taliban is a place where great empires have you know uh, fallen down 
so uh, communist russia essentially uh, got bankrupted fighting in afghanistan and now us has had to pull out of, of what seems to be an endless war and uh, you know this is uh, something uh, in which the locals suffer the most and already we are hearing reports of huge uh, refugee crisis people moving out of afghanistan and then going into neighboring countries going into other uh, countries in asia even uh, even to europe and uh, you know some of them might as well come to india so uh, this whole thing is going on here and then afghanistan that's not the end of it they are also going through a, a, a huge drug problem where uh, you know uh, the the growth of poppy fields in afghanistan is completely uncontrolled uh, and uh, while all this has is happening india has huge investments in afghanistan so india has invested around 3 billion dollars uh, building uh, you know libraries granaries railways in in, in afghanistan so uh, i mean india has huge investments there and now all of those investments are endangered and india already pulled out its its consulate uh, you know from afghanistan under security concerns so uh, I, i mean this is devolving into a very bad situation we have already seen china take sides china has already started talking to taliban which was sort of obvious because of their friendship with pa- pakistan and you know pakistan is a mutual friend connecting taliban in china there but uh, n- now uh, this becomes like a politically untenable thing in india to do no sane leader uh, you know can can come and tell the indian population that they are going to talk with taliban that would be equivalent to committing career suicide so i i mean talking with taliban is completely out of the question no sane politician can actually do it so but the question then becomes what are really india's options in taliban what can we do is there anything that we can do or or do we have no role to play here so uh, panda why don't you uh, take it actually, first actually you know uh, you, are, you have mentioned that brief history of taliban and stuff like that in fact you know uh, there is this classification by united states as good taliban and bad taliban Mm-hmm. taking few leaders on their sides and that, that is something but any, anyways so what india can do basically what what the biggest uh, advantage uh, india has is that uh, you know the cultural diplomacy with the people of taliban is very high you know we, we have our financial stakes you know we have uh, mm-hmm. made their parliament there and uh, other stuff uh, you know many educational institutes and stuff like that but what is most important is that the cultural diplomacy the image they have of india as a country in their hearts the people you know including talibanis i i just discussed that angle is uh, is unprecedented you know it's on a different level uh, that, that that is one thing uh, uh, the national cricket ground of taliban is in noida and you know that, that is uh, just goes to show that how much movie um, that these two nations share you know uh, bollywood movies and stuff like that having said that you know taliban has already pointed out that the relations that the indians have with the uh, afghanistani people and the uh, investments that india is willing to make in afghanistan will not be impacted or stopped even if taliban comes into power and that equation will not change this is what taliban has you know assured uh, now uh, again again uh, saying that you know we cannot be very assured of a government that is itself you know on the wink uh, it it can either come or not because uh, it was the first time in uh, last week that Uh, the afghan government has retaliated over taliban and has claimed that has killed you know multiple fighters uh, it, it has been year long that that amount of damage uh, had not been seen having said that uh, the uh, according to me if us now uh, backs off and retaliates from taliban uh, from afghanistan what india is going to see most importantly apart from the investments that are you know if if they are going uh, if their bond is gone you know the chahawar court the uh, 
you know we are developing chahabar port with iran and it was to act as a uh, way in central asia by bypassing the uh, pakistan and it uses taliban uh, afghanistan as a link you know that zahedan zaranj uh, link so that is one thing where the investments will get hampered the most important thing that is that taliban is basically controlled by pakistan and this is a own to terrorism and this is the most important thing that can impact india you know not having friendly relations directly with taliban will also impact this and if taliban comes into a i would say it forms a government so that is uh, it, it, it will no longer be state sponsored terrorism it will be a you know terrorist state some something like that so that that is the biggest fear according to me that uh, india should have uh, right now because you know china is growing ties with pakistan and pakistan controls taliban and you know india is the one that is being left out uh, with us withdrawing so india has to play its card you know very nicely it has to make its relations with taliban and again like i usually say that international relations should be based on reality rather than morality and this is where uh, india needs to you know uh, place its uh, bets right now mm-hmm. all right let's go to peku so, uh, so i think uh, india and taliban have started back channel talk uh, quite a long a long time back and i see no other uh, option with india once um, uh, in report it was there that 85% of afghanistan is uh, captured by taliban uh, so over time i and uh, many countries they are starting to legitimize mm-hmm. or uh, legitimize taliban so i don't see that india i mean i see only one option that india has to uh, di- diplomatically talk to uh taliban and uh, move ahead in that mm-hmm. direction because taliban's accession is inevitable right so pegu is saying taliban's accession is inevitable yeah. and i i tend to believe that afghan government will actually uh, you know uh, end up retaining at least some power in in, in a couple of uh, you know big cities and it it it, it actually you know stands to reason if if uh, the western countries and india included uh actually supports the afghan government because it can be at least some some kind of bargaining chip with the taliban uh, where uh, if if they end up remaining some sort of control then then we can perhaps uh, enforce some treaties uh with the taliban because if they end up wiping out the afghan government completely then then they will have uh, you know 100% control over law of the land and that would push taliban back uh, you know uh, th- those are the kind of things which push countries back uh, you know 50 years 100 years when you consider uh, in 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 the long time scale so that would be quite unfortunate and and i don't think the west and and uh, countries like india want to see that happen so so uh, you can expect maybe some support going into afghanistan to to actually prevent uh, taliban from occupying it completely so panda you're trying to say something yeah yeah basically what i'm saying is that you know i don't think so now countries will uh, you know they they will come forward with that uh, same level of vigor to support afghanistan then you know it is a, a high probability that you know ultimately the government will fail because that uh, talibans they are not uh, shying away from attacking it you know mercilessly uh, uh, two weeks back indian reporter was killed you know reporting for mm-hmm. reuters and uh, now now the uh, attacks are head on you know even uh, while the talks with us withdrawal were going on uh, there were multiple attacks that were being done uh, just showing that you know taliban is now not scared of anything the world superpower usa is backing up so i don't think so that the countries the western countries including india will now interfere that much in the affairs of afghanistan rather they would try to uh, you know uh, build that back channel talks with taliban more uh, 
compared to that because uh, you know a live example mm-hmm. of this is something that can be seen in china and taiwan, uh, taiwan you know so taiwan claimed that uh, you know it is the legitimate uh, china till 1990s you know presently it is struggling for its own survival that is a different thing but it claimed as a separate china till 1990s so if any same country would have supported taiwan and that time it would have you know ultimately created hostile relations with china and this is something that is going to be seen in uh, this sense so uh, i don't think so active any active support happening from the community here there might be some uh, back channel supports you know financial supports or uh, that, that is the only kind of support that i can think of uh, that that might be giving uh, that might be you know done to uh, afghanistan by the european nations the western nations and india per se but nothing apart from me no direct support according to me will now be provided to afghanistan on a very large level you know humanitarian crisis and supports like that might be provided you know because india has its own image uh, in the world and that that mm-hmm. might be uh, done but i don't think so open level support and open fight against taliban would be proclaimed by any nation now presently when the us itself is withdrawing from that area right 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 yeah the, that that is a totally valid point and uh, you, you know uh, i i mean uh, it, it it is always uh, difficult with these decisions because you can decide to start a war but you cannot really decide when it ends right and 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 it can go on uh, for, for a very right. long time so so uh, we need to be very careful with, with any sort of proactive behavior here and in india actually has a huge uh, you know a tradition of being non interfering or uh, non interfering into uh, other countries so i don't expect any kind of covert operation from india so uh, yeah i i i i i, I don't see uh, the situation uh, you know uh, going our way uh, in in any case i i think the taliban has control over most of afghanistan and uh, you know they will eventually be able to uh, you know completely strike out the afghan government from the map uh, which is actually uh, quite quite a dangerous perspective but that's the world we live in so uh, we've got to deal with it and uh, we do have a comment here yeah so uh, I, i there is a question around uh, china and and why india uh, india should actually support the two china theory and we should support uh, taiwan's independence uh, because china and india are in an adversarial relationship but uh, you, you know uh, again going back to Pand- what panda said that uh, international relations are uh, run based on reality not based on morality and and the reality is that uh, china has uh, you know quite a lot of power over india and this is not a topic where india would like to you know uh, invite china's reach because uh, this is something that india is already doing for mm-hmm. example we raised two mountain divisions and uh, you know we we increased our deployment all across the northeast and and in the northern border with china so so these are things which we are already doing to to you know uh, poke the dragon but uh, i i mean then coming out and supporting this two china theory very openly uh, might not be the best thing politically to do and 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 i think uh, in, in, through back channels we have we have been in support of taiwan and uh, you know india is one of the countries which is very close to taiwan as well i think we, we don't even have visa restrictions for indians to go into taiwan we can just get visas on arrival so india and taiwan do have a very close relationship but but we don't really know uh if 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 you know it will be politically very wise to oppose uh, china on such an issue uh, but uh, if you go if you guys would like to comment on this there you go 
Yeah, you are uh, you are hundred percent right that until and unless it can be avoided, it should mm-hmm. be avoided. I mean, we are more than uh, we are much more involved with China. So let's not get more into it and uh, aggravate the situation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot on our plate. Uh, we 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 cannot you know uh, chew more. So let it be that way till the time you know conditions cool down. So I think mm-hmm. that that is the only thing that is uh, actually. the practicality not interfere all right all right all right so so uh, now i i think uh, we we have a very important uh, topic in taxation uh, which which we can move to so so pandey do you want to lead the context for that and uh, right. pegu will go to you uh, after this you know uh, this this is a very important topic uh, this is regarding the retrospective taxation law and uh, it has been going down in news since yesterday basically and our audience would uh, you know like to know that what it is so basically what happened uh, i'll just share the background and the constitutional provisions and then i'll uh, hand it over to you so basically uh, the story is something like that that vodafone had acquired hutch you know uh, it was called hutchison uh, vampoa this is that country and before that max and stuff like that so it had acquired 67% share of hutch vodafone had acquired 67% share of hutch hutch is a hong kong based company Uh, Vodafone is also a foreign company, and uh, it had acquired 67% for 11 billion dollars, and that was a huge amount back in 2007. You know that that mm-hmm. amount of FDI is something uh, that, that was huge, uh, huge and unprecedented during that time. You know, presently it is gone. So what happened basically was that uh, now the what what the rules say is you know uh, Hutch is a foreign nation, uh, foreign country. uh vodafone was a uh, uh, foreign sorry foreign company uh, vodafone was a foreign company and they had made this deal in a tax haven uh say mauritius or maldives whatever tax haven that was not specifically mentioned mm-hmm. so these two countries uh, these two companies claim that since we have not had any dealings in india you know uh, we have uh, we don't have a base in india so why should we pay tax right now the rule presently now goes to say that if you are earning income from india you you have to be uh, you have to pay tax as simple as that you know but this was not the rule back in 2007 when this was made right so what basically happened is our constitution what our constitution permits is that our constitution permits that you know you cannot retrospectively change a criminal law but you can retrospectively change a civil law and taxation is a civil matter now this issue went to high court high court uh, favored in uh, you know in Um, in terms of government of india basically income tax officials because they were earning some uh, 8000 uh, crores of money from taxation so it favored then they went to supreme court supreme court said see presently you don't have any uh, condition as such what should be and what shouldn't be is a altogether different thing but presently there are legal loopholes that have been used by these companies and you cannot claim tax from them as of now you know now this matter pulled along and uh, in 2012 when finance minister was uh, Mr Pranam Mukherjee you know Mr Pranam Mukherjee is a sort of uh, pro believer in government over uh, judiciary so what Mr Pranam Mukherjee did is he amended the 1961 IT law and he added this clause the present clause that, that stands now is that you know if any company is making profit from an uh, from assets uh, based in india it has to pay tax you know but it was done retrospectively so this rule started to apply from 1961 itself and this was made in 2012 so uh, the rule stated that since 1961 whatever dealings have been had and uh, they apply uh, you, you know they follow this procedure this legal loophole has been used so it is now closed and they have to pay taxes 
for the dealings that they made earlier. So this was this retrospective mm-hmm. law. Uh, this this yeah. can only be done in civil matters, and taxation is a civil matter and cannot be done in criminal matter. Thinking of that, yes, it was not a right thing or a wrong thing. What whatever that that, that we'll be discussing, you know, uh, once we'll be joined by Pegu, that we'll be discussing about that, you know. So uh, after that, uh, they started this controversy. uh that you know uh, india is not fair for uh, this uh, nations uh, india has done retrospective law now what presently this government has done that it has uh, passed this uh, law uh, amendment act it amendment act 20 2021 and what it has said is that any retrospective law that was put before 28th may of 2012 that was the day when that bill was passed so before that as many as retrospective laws were passed all those uh, stand cancelled the amount that we have taken from you will be refunded back obviously we won't give any interest back to you and the amount you have to pay to us more according to that law uh, we won't require and just let let it call a deal, uh, let's call it a deal and end it over there yes of course the companies after 2012 have to pay because 2012 mein wo law aa gaya tha so now it is for future ki agar aap kamate ho in india se so you have to pay tax but this 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 was this whole controversy of vodafone and idea that is usually going on this vi controversy that is uh, basically mm-hmm. going on and uh, this this is what it started back in 2012 and this is what presently the government of india has done uh, it is a huge change in taxation yeah. you know now my question and you know uh, for you all uh, even if pegu joined first first thing is that that you know was it fair uh, on part of india especially the executive government uh, mr mm-hmm. uh, pranam mukherjee that you know he made a retrospective law taxation law just to uh, you know earn some extra income just a second you know pegu needs to be added i think so so just to earn yeah. some extra uh, just to earn some extra income so was it fair that is my first question second question is that you know once the ruling has been done by the supreme court don't you think it mm-hmm. goes against the separation of power that you are bringing in law to overturn the ruling of the supreme court yeah yeah so so uh, a couple of quick points on that that uh, a having a retrospective law is such a anti business move that that uh, i i mean this will dry out all the foreign capital investment that india is supposed to get over the next decade if if we have any kind of retrospective tax law because if you have a retrospective tax law what you're saying to the investor is that whatever money you earn out of india the sovereign government always has the power to tax you on your earnings even if those earnings are are are, are, are not being taxed by the current law but if you end, end up making too much money we will find a way to tax you and and that is you know quite a sad use of uh, of 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 the sovereign powers of india and and this is something which india has done time and again uh, you know uh, th- th- there was a ruling by the international court of justice uh, once again rajshekar is here let me just invite him yeah so so once there was a ruling uh, by international court of justice which ordered india to pay back a huge you know uh, fine of for for wrong conduct of the government and uh, the government actually ended up changing the law as uh, say, saying that uh, you know as uh, we don't respect international court of justice uh, you know this regulation and we are going to challenge it so i mean uh, this is just uh, an overuse of the sovereign power of 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 the indian government and and if india has any kind of retrospective law then no foreign investor is, is going to be comfortable investing in india because then, then it becomes like a totally unpredictable thing and then if if your if your company ends up doing too well you you end up paying too much tax if if it sort of does not do well then it is because the environment has not been created because of such sad use of laws so uh, i i mean uh, th- this is just something which uh, you know builds on itself over time 
so so we cannot really let that happen uh, investment is key for india and and all of the capital that has been going to china for the last 20 years is likely going to move uh, places and come to india and india should have very friendly laws to 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 foreign capital and uh, retrospective tax is not one of them so so there is no way india can afford to have uh, you know such a draconian provision my question for you you know uh, yes yeah. so why do you think that it took so long for the governments you know it was implemented back in uh, 2012 you know we had uh, we have had multiple finance ministers after that so why do you think it mm-hmm. took approximately 9 to 10 years to bring in a law to annul something that was you know wrongly done or uh, just let's not go into the morality of that but yeah it was morally wrong uh, frankly saying that mm-hmm. so why do you think uh, is uh, it, it has taken so long for government to correct this step um uh, so so i i mean uh, one part of it could be th- that in india you know uh, things that involve the judiciary tend to happen very slowly you know uh, files tend to get stuck and you know if 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 you look at all of india's rulings 10 years is a pretty good time horizon to 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 you know um, get uh, get some stuff done and uh, rajshekar is having some problems uh, joining in maybe uh, it's 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 on our end Uh, so, but uh, yeah, uh, that's fine, Pegu. If you want to try uh, one more time, I, I will approve it. But if it's not happening, it's okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, let's let's continue the discussion. So, I mean, uh, retrospective tax is totally undesirable when you consider uh, that what India needs and India needs economic growth. I, I also see that you know uh, maybe that the image of government that was distorted and there is this uh, fear psychosis in the mind of government that you know. Uh, the government uh, tends to be labeled as pro capitalist very soon so i think so this would have also hindered it to uh, go you know withdraw that law because it it would be seen as something as pro capitalist even though the morality would be right but uh, that is not what the indian media would have shown uh, i think so this right right yeah. so now, so, so now, in in india it is somehow not politically correct to be pro business because uh, you have to be sort of pro welfare and and you know pro poor uh to uh to actually succeed in india uh, politics wise so so yeah you are right that, that could totally be another uh an, another reason why that is this is happening uh, you were saying something yeah i have this doubt that you know what do you think will now be the implications of what have already been the implications of that retrospective law that was brought so what implications did it impact on india as a whole especially obviously in the business terms so uh what implication so so one implication is that it will dry out all the investment that is coming in so so we 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 cannot let that happen because that slows down uh, you know uh, uh, new new businesses starting old businesses getting access to capital uh, you know indian uh, products and indian services being more acceptable worldwide so all of these are things which are really important for india so so india cannot really have uh, a draconian tax which scares away all the investors so 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 that is one and uh, what other uh, you know uh, big time change could i see uh, with 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 the, with the stacks i mean uh, maybe people wouldn't want to keep their money in india uh, because uh, if 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 they you know uh, kept their capital in india then it was always liable to be taxed retrospectively so we might have a uh, situation something like china where everyone who gets rich uh, you know moves out of china and goes either to the us or to australia or you know or to to some other country but but they don't remain in china because they are afraid that the government will take away their money 
right so basically what you're saying is that you know the image of india as a nation that has tax certainty was robbed off and uh, mm-hmm. also uh, india's reputation as an attractive investment destination is something that 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 was hindered so i think so yes post covid this this law might help but you know again uh, once what's done is done so i think so that uh, damage has already been done and this is only a repairing step towards uh, that end and i think so it is a right step and i think so let's give credit to government where it's due because i think so uh, we have been uh, very critical of the government uh, yeah that, that and, and i think lately the there have been some uh, you know brilliant steps uh, coming from the government side and and i think uh, all of this is very very positive uh, what 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 they're doing another uh, you know uh, appreciable step which was taken by the government was that uh, rajya sabha passed this law which allows for uh, you know uh, factoring of uh, of of you know your earnings so so what you can now do is uh, whatever earnings you have from from the last year right uh, or or whatever projected earnings you have in the future you can financialize them so uh, for example if i am a software company and i have like 10 million dollars in uh, annual receivable revenue right so i i can just uh, go to a bank and say that hey i am going to get 10 million dollars over the next year so why don't you give me like 95% of that and keep the rest uh, when the money comes in you take the money but right now i need the capital and i can use it so i i think uh, this is uh, a, a very practical law and and it is going to help uh, business a lot and this is the kind of you know regulation that we need we we don't re- need actually restrictive regulation we need regulation that enables uh, you know uh, uh, such things so so uh, the, this is something really appreciable from the government and and uh, you know uh, Well, certainly, if if we if we don't uh, you know uh, restrain ourselves from criticizing the government, then we should also not restrain from uh, appreciating it. Right. Uh, you know. Uh, yes. Now let's see how it pans out. But again, it mm-hmm. goes to point out that you know, whenever there is this uh, relation or I would say debate when it comes to Supreme Court versus executive, so I think so mm-hmm. both these organs must be res- respected. as supreme court had already given that decision i think so executive need not you know go and take this harsh step and then go that uh, 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 yeah. far away all that is provided in constitution that you know laws can be implemented retrospectively but i don't think so this is a precedent to be set for the future uh, companies it just uh, wins off companies from that is one right yeah okay so i have a positive news uh, all right let's let's hear it Rajshekar is trying uh, to to get in, but uh, I I mean uh, this has to be one of those pesky errors. He has tried at least ten times, and uh, is he here finally? I think so. Huh. Yeah. Oh, uh, finally it worked. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Rajshekar. Uh, uh, sorry, I missed the whole discussion. But uh, about yeah. I just heard about separation of power, so I don't think it is against separation of power because we have seen a lot many times that uh, two, two and the fourth between uh, executive and judiciary body. So, uh, like if I can remember any case, I mean uh, property law given... and uh, uh, religious issues. Uh, these have had quite a lot of back and forth uh, between uh, the government and and the judiciary. You know that that has been going on. Supreme Court yeah. had annulled that uh, case uh, that that uh, gave reservation in promotions and to uh, you know go around mm-hmm. it that uh, the constitution mm-hmm. was amended by the uh, legislature to bring about NJAC also. NJAC itself is one thing. Where Supreme Court, yeah. so yes, it is an ongoing tussle. But you know, 
I don't think so. This retrospective was a good precedent to start. Do you have any views specifically to this uh, retrospective taxation uh, law, Shekhar? I mean, uh, it uh, harms our ease of business and it gives a wrong message to the foreign companies which comes to uh, to invest. invest in India. Yeah. But definitely, they they use tax avoidance methods to bypass the taxation from in uh, India and. Uh, we should move in the right direction to uh, make framework so that uh, tax havens so there was one uh, recent news did you hear uh, global minimum tax so it is yeah. proposed by uh, us yeah so those are i think a good step in this direction which yeah you know a uniformity in tax is needed now we have had this concept of equalization levy and uh, you know uh, Uh, digital taxation and uh, and what not uh, the eu and the g20 itself is you know ongoing in this reforms of taxation when it comes to you know uh, place of effective management and mm. you know uh, i i don't know what effect base erosion profit yeah that, that is that is the most important concept right now beps so i don't think so that it is going to be sorted anytime soon but yes uh, you know uh, i think so we all can agree that this was a bad precedent because yes it should have been but you know uh, if it wasn't there at that time you should learn from your mistakes and implement it for the future rather than going back in time so this is my mm -hmm. right a positive news and a negative news so now the negative news i'll just start with negative news so pune's dcp there was a call leak uh, a recording that was leaked in which she was allegedly you know asking her uh, si uh, of the you know in a, in her region to get her the best thali or food whatever and you know then when he asked then she said him that you know uh, that payment will be done uh, then she said yes I, i'll do it then she said that you know uh, do we need to do payment even in our own region uh, aren't we you know uh, can't we get free food so that is something that has been going rounds and now inquiry has been setting up so that is a negative news uh, that has brought up but there was a brilliant positive news and this comes from rajasthan uh, electrifying man uh, they call him you know uh, and uh, it is of nagor district uh, now what the news is that there are 3100 schools in nagor district approximately rajasthan and in july 2020 uh, there were approximately 979 uh, to be exact 979 schools that did not have a uh, connection with electricity or uh, they were not connected so mm -hmm. a new district collector uh, dr jitendra kumar soni took over the administration and uh, he he launched a ujjas campaign ujjas campaign along with the help of panchayats students you know mla local mlas and he involved everyone including media and they clubbed up uh, somewhat close to 80 lakhs and now this year uh, after a year all the schools in that district are electrified you know uh, so uh, you know providing electricity means you know providing them access to fans uh, access to lights the just the basic necessities and in future maybe computers and stuff like that so this is a positive news that uh, that, that that has come up you know changing Uh, all the schools of district just just by this manner of electrifying and using community help that is something uh, you know uh, i i think was a positive news that i wanted to share yeah right. uh, and uh, why i i think that is uh, very beautiful uh, news and uh, uh, thank you for finding it uh, because uh, these days in all the negative news such positive news gets lost so so it's important to actually reflect that uh, such people exist and and they're trying to do good work in the society and uh, you know we should take inspiration uh, from, from such people and try to replicate it in whatever we are doing
Right. And now, uh, if you don't have any topic at hand, we can come to you know Olympics. If anyone you know doesn't have a active topic. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, let's let's close with a short discussion on Olympics. Right. So uh, update. Uh, Bajrang Punia. Uh, he has lost his uh, semi-final bout, and now he'll be competing for the bronze medal in semi-final. You know, he could not make it to uh, finals. Indian women. You know, they put forward a brave uh, friend, and unfortunately, they lost. Uh, by four three against Britain, men Indian men after forty one years that is something. But what I see presently in this uh, stance, although we haven't won a gold medal yet, you know uh, Vinesh Fogart uh, she lost. Uh, she was the all time favorite for a gold medal, you know world ranking one. Uh, so what I basically see in this all format, whatever be the case, you know Aditi uh, Ashok is uh, leading in golf. You know she's second in golf and only one more day to go. She has been leading. and uh, since 3 days and the last day to go and uh, I, i have seen some uh, you know 20 meter walks uh, priyanka and uh, 20 km yeah uh, 20 km 50 km walk yeah. you know i was just wondering that uh, we we have had a uh, a new uh, what was her name bhavani singh uh, she was a uh, what was that game called uh, that uh, i i i cannot remember that exact name of that game you know they use words What is that called, uh, Rashid? Pencing. Pencing. Exactly. So uh, this is something that I see. You know, although there are controversies that uh, this Manika Batra is one controversy that that has come up. No point talking about the things. controversies. Let's talk about the athletes who have done well. Right, right. Basically, all athletes, according to me, have done well. You know, considering uh, mm -hmm. considering the number of medals, let's uh, that is still yes. But what I see is that all the Olympians from India. Uh, are nowhere presently in the bottom you know and the number of uh, the contingency has increased and the uh, efforts that they are putting in uh, has brought in some you know beautiful results they are making it to quarter finals and semi finals and that is something you know that is very encouraging itself given the facilities that are provided in the initial stages before a, uh, a athlete is recognized you know so i think so that mm -hmm. is something that is uh, very uh, Heartening to see, and so just three years later, we have just 2024 Olympics uh, that is going to be. Yeah. Uh, so I think so. Uh, for me, this change uh, is very important, very heartening to see. You know, and but even uh, we as people have also become more aware and you know more responsive and more supportive. Uh, there, there were I remember 2016 the comments that uh, you know in social medias. Uh, the comments that were were all mostly negative ki are yahan pe bhi haar gaya are ye bhi nahi and now presently they are all heartening uh, comments so i don't know what is this change that has brought up but what i see is that the efforts uh, that the olympians are putting up you know they have gone up multifold so uh, your views on that uh, well sportsmen they try their best but i think that government should also uh, put positive uh, reinforcement mechanism in, uh, in schools i mean you can't just uh, see four four years or 10 years ahead you i mean we have to look at 15 20 years ahead and try because very uh, smaller countries then as they are winning many medals while we are having such a great demographic dividend and we are not able to reap it so maybe uh, at bottom line we are uh, lacking at bottom stage uh, but whatever uh, they are uh, our athletes they are making the most of it so i am really proud and it feels good yeah and and i think one of the uh, best things to see is is, is actually progress 
so if if we go back and look at the london olympics we only won one bronze and one silver and it's looking like here in in tokyo we're going to get at least uh, two silvers and hopefully four bronze medals so that takes the total to six which is you know one of the highest totals in 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 the last few olympics that i can remember uh, which which is great but again we should not be uh, proud of these medals because uh, we are capable of a lot more uh, considering the size of india's population the number of medals we are getting we are one of the worst uh, in 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 population to medal ratio so uh, in indian talent actually uh, deserves better and and i think a huge lack in in sporting facilities coaching facilities gear and you know uh, general uh, uh, you know uh, time for the population if 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 all your time uh, goes away in, in in you know earning your bread then there is no time to play sports in your life right so uh, I, i mean uh, india being a poor country and you know a developing country uh, the, this is something that we have to go through and uh, you know we we actually lack uh, the institutional support that is required to actually create uh, world class athletes but i think we are moving in the right direction and and i think uh, from the coming generations we can hope for uh, you know a much better showing at the olympics and and you know maybe harvest a few gold medals as well and and you know another thing that india is up for is actually hosting the olympics because i think until uh, 2028 it is already booked so uh, 24 is paris 28 is la and and i think 2032 uh, maybe it can be uh, you know one of the indian cities and and it is about time that india uh, also gets its shot at hosting the olympics because you know sm- countries with smaller gdp than india have have done it uh, very successfully in the past and in countries uh, e- even with india size so for example brazil did it in 2016 and and uh, you know i would not pre- put brazil too far ahead of india so uh, i mean 2032 is 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 very doable and we should start that conversation now uh, uh, putting that aside another thing that i would like to appreciate is renaming of the khel ratna after major dhyanchand and uh, this is actually yeah. a positive move uh, which will uh, not only you know uh, promote sports in india and uh, th- this also opens the way because you know changing names is on brand for for bjp governments all across india so uh, one of the things that they can do uh, which i would really appreciate is uh, rename everything that is named after a career politician if you are a career politician you have no right to have stuff named after you if you have done something real if you are a scientist if you have done sports if you have done culture if you are an artist or if you uh, if you have done some sort of technology if you are an engineer maybe then uh, those are the people that we should appreciate because uh, you know these are institutional signals of respect who whom do we choose to respect as a society is is it just some politician who spent all his life scheming away uh, trying to uh, grab hold of more power or is it somebody who you know toiled hard at at the craft and actually created something which was meaningful which was beautiful so uh, i i think it it really matters who we choose to you know support and uh, this move to rename uh, you know after major dhanchand who before independence was one of finest uh, you know sports persons that india has ever produced so so th- this is actually you know a positive move uh, maybe we should rename everything uh, that is named after politicians and the gandhis of india and you know uh, let the pv sindhus of the world uh, get get their uh, shine as well right you know uh, i have one more take uh, uh, mm-hmm. one one trend that is observed in this olympics is that the participants present here are very young you know they are uh, approximately 24 25 years this is the age from india uh, so uh, they have mm-hmm. a very good shot at at least next two olympics if not next to the next olympics that is 3 years from now you know 
so i think so yes this is an important step the renaming you know uh, it, it will just change the way uh, the you know younger generation idealizes uh, mm-hmm. uh, that is first thing second thing is one very important thing is you know uh, uh, there is this thing going on ki aise india mein medals kahan se aayenge jab aise school mein ek period hota hai wo bhi maths ka teacher le jata hai sports ka hafte mein so this is uh, some trend uh, that 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 needs to be changed mentality but obviously uh, you know the reality is that Uh, no one can focus on being a breadwinner for the family as well as focusing on sports because they are not uh, it, it's high reward uh, risk to reward ratio that is something yeah. uh, that the indian government needs to take care of and india has to diversify in the fields that it participates because i was seeing the skateboarding uh, event you know and uh, 13 year old uh, from china uh, from japan uh, won that event and uh, so what i was basically seeing is the techniques it was involved uh, you know used for the first time but whatever be the case uh, the skateboarding level that i have seen the freelance videos as such you know in the streets of bombay and delhi i think so they were much much complex than what i have seen uh, being done in olympics so you know i think so this is something uh, that that needs to be done yaar india wale girte rehte hain cycle tricks and this is something you know so india needs to yeah. diversify its contingency in all fields and only can then mm-hmm. you know when we increase our participation we don't even know of sports you know we first time there are more than 300 games in olympics we don't even know uh, more than 50 so there are mm-hmm. some uh, say, say swimming so no you know uh, swimming is a very famous game but you know we are not investing a lot in swimming but you know a swimmer from australia alone this time has brought six medals you know she has four gold and uh, let's not talk about michael phelps and stuff like that but Uh, yeah. you know alone bring so much medals in a sport so you can invest in that sport and you know you can provide world class facilities and i think so that is something that this government is focusing on although the budget in the budget there was a cut in sports uh, maybe owing due to this mm-hmm. corona pandemic but uh, let's hope that this government uh, gives its due like the uh, this haryana government has done for all the participants not only the winners you know winners have been awarded higher but the participants has mm-hmm. have been given 50 lakhs right so i think the progress is uh, what i can see and uh, a very beautiful progress you know not only in the uh, way the indians are performing but also in the minds of people uh, as to how they respect uh, mm-hmm. their players and the way they are supporting so i have this quote that i wanted to say the rashikers status basically so ready so it is this yeah. uh, if, if you would remember pegu anyways so it is thake mande haril ka chak irada hu main खफा महबूब से लिया टूटा वादा हूं मैं यू तो अपने सपनों से आधा हूं मैं सुकू है पर कि कल से कुछ ज्यादा हूं मैं सो दिस इज ओ भाई भाई दिस दिस वन वन ऑफ ऑफ योर लेट 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 मी 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 मेक इट वेरी श्योर इज बिकॉज़ yesterday and we hopefully will be better than what we are today mm-hmm. and i think so this is what matters you know uh, just trying to be the best version of our uh, self takes time and this is what uh, olympics is all about this is what players are all about you know uh, i could clearly see the disappointed in the eyes of ravi dahiya you know when he was awarded the silver medal you know he was just you know uh, his his eyes uh, were literally about to cry and you know the biting scene and stuff like that you know things things uh, they, they bring out a different thing you know olympics altogether bring out a different thing you know two people shared a common gold medal and uh, there were uh, scenes when the person who was winning a medal you know uh, on the last moment she could not complete it but others you know instead of winning the medal they carried her for that medal so you know these these are the scenes that have come out of this olympics 
and uh, let what happens uh, uh, on the final day of olympics you know uh, that is tomorrow and then there is this closing ceremony on 8th so just let's see what happens uh, and the final tally that comes out yeah so i i just want to mention like uh, one last thing and and uh, maybe we can have comments from you guys on this and and then we'll we'll close this so uh, what i was proposing was that uh, everyone who missed out on a medal just by one last match right so whether it was you know a boxing bout or or, or it was you know one wrestling match or or you know they, they came on a position which was just below the medal so we should probably reward them with something like an iron medal and and you know uh, instead of rewarding the winners who have already uh, you know achieved success uh, maybe we can spare some money for, for these people as well and invest in them because these are surely india's best medal hopes because not only are they uh, you know motivated for the medal psychologically but if we can you know uh, give them this uh, iron medal which is like uh, a sign of iron will to to go and get it next time then then i think that could be a great step as well because these are the people who have you know really done well but ha- are having to face huge disappointment i i mean they they just missed out mm. on the medal and they were at the last stage so so maybe uh, some sort of conciliatory award uh, for, for these people might help as well you know i i'm a bit against uh, this mm-hmm. because uh, sometimes it it seems that that is what i was mentioning that you know it might uh, seem as a show of pity towards those olympians and that is somewhere that mm-hmm. you know instead of moralizing right. them they might also be demoralized in, in a way you know uh, yes you know uh, according mm-hmm. to what the might hurt their sentiment what what people it might hurt their sentiments yeah, exactly. i mean they would be really upset. exactly you know it it would uh, act as a token of failure that they they'll have for their lifetime so according to me what needs to be done instead is that you know yes you are rewarding uh, the ones that have brought fame to our nation and that is a very good thing you know i'm nowhere against that but what i'm saying is let's just go some extra step forward uh, and let's just contribute uh, some amount of fund for those who could not make it you know uh, but they, they almost made it and you know the uh, emerging talents let's just start them and let's just cast them young and let's make sure that they have a career in this thing that that is the best thing that i can look forward for because uh, you know uh, the olympians that china is producing presently are the ones that you know started working hard 14 to 15 years back as uh, rashikar mentioned that you mm-hmm. know it is uh, competing at a world stage is not a matter of four years or five years you know it takes it takes time it, it starts from the very beginning and you cannot compete at a world level when you have you know uh, a, a fight for survival on one hand so that that is one thing uh, that I, I, i would like to mention you know all right all right all right guys so if there is nothing else then i think this would be a good place uh, to to uh, close today's episode uh, we have done 66 minutes already so we are uh, you know over our one hour uh, yeah. mark but but that is fine when i wanted to thank you guys I, i mean it's always a learning experience being on this channel <laughs> i was about to say when pegu is with us time flies by very very quickly yeah, definitely. so yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, you are always welcome brother uh, any time you want to come just let us know uh, more such discussions will be helpful and uh, what is krishna mentioning man uh, we, we we don't talk about such people who don't respect our sports persons so i i won't even mention it and uh, yeah as always thanks to panda for showing up and sharing these you know niche uh, news articles with us which bring uh, which add more color uh, to the whole show and uh, uh, thanks to pegu for showing his glasses uh which thanks, guys 
Thank you, Prego. I, I would draft. All the, right, boys. For your elections, I would draft the agenda. You know, I can do that for you, Prego. Just give me a job. <laughs> yes, yes. I I can be a campaign manager. Uh, definitely, you guys will. <laughs> But first, let let me be some career politician. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Anyways, See you guys. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Bye bye. bye. bye.